Welcome to this podcast number 592. We are in New York this week doing At Midnight All Week as part of the New York Comedy Festival. So in addition to a bunch of amazing New York comedians, uh, we also have some great uh, guest appearances by folks like uh, Stephen Colbert and Ben Stiller and uh, Gilbert Gottfried. So watch At Midnight every night this week. Well, and beyond this week would be nice too. But particularly this week, as we are in New York... For the New York Comedy Festival at Midnight Comedy Central, right after the Colbert Report at midnight, this is the Birthday Boys. Now, the Birthday Boys have uh, a sketch show on IFC Fridays at 11.30, and I have been a fan and friends of these guys for years. I first saw them at the UCB many years ago, and uh, Odenkirk's one of the, Bob Odenkirk's one of the executive producers of their show, but they're one of my favorite sketch groups, and they're such sweet guys, and so, uh, and so I had them all in, and there's a lot of them. So uh, we, uh, we just sort of lined everyone around a handful of mics and, uh, and then went to town podcast style. So here's the Nerds Podcast, number 592, with the Birthday Boys. Now entering... Nerdist.com Got the six, yeah. I did, I got the bigger one. How do you like it? I like it a lot, actually. I didn't think I would. Not too big. Oh, is that, is that's like a, that's a plus? Yeah. Well, it's not as big as people said it was. But it's, it's, uh, it's nice. It's thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Are there, are there cases yet for the sixes? I haven't seen one. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure there are, but then it would be really big. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I'm just going to chance that I won't drop it. Which I will at some point. <laughs> into a case. <laughs> <laughs> if I dropped it, if if I dropped it onto a sidewalk made of cases, <laughs> yeah. then it would be okay. <laughs> if I do not do that, then this phone is going to be damaged uh, quickly. I've already done the thing where I had the headphones in and the phone's in my lap and I'm in the car, but I think it's in my pocket and I get out and it just and it drops and there's a second where it just sort of hangs and I gingerly like like the idol so I haven't had that but otherwise it's uh, been okay um, welcome to the podcast, all of you. Oh, it's oh, great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Well, okay, so everyone, I think it's good. I think everyone should just go around and introduce themselves so that everyone at least tries to get a sense of whose voice is whose. Oh, good luck. Uh, this is Mitch. This Hello. Is, this is Dave. <clears throat> this is Jeff. This is Mike. This is Tim. And Chris here. Is Completely indiscernible. <laughs> is it too late? Exactly the same voice. Is it too we late to change our voice? It's, it's never too late to change your voice. Because, I mean, I could just take a different... Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's go around again, and then everyone just try to... You get to set whatever the the, the, the bass, bass voice is. Okay. But then everyone else has to come up with a completely different sure. voice. And then talk that way. Further you know, For the rest of your Five life. Five seconds until the bit yeah. is over. Yeah. This is Mitch. Hey, it's Dave. This is Jeff. This is Mike. Hello, I'm Tim. And Chris. <laughs> a lot of, we did a lot of Mike and Tim exactly. sounded like they work in the same Victorian Colt factory. And uh, Chris sits on Tim's shoulder. And Chris. Yeah. <laughs> 
Chris is a small, physically challenged boy. <laughs> I can't keep doing that voice, so I hope we don't have. Oh my God, he's cured! <laughs> normal size. Oh, that was really rough for a while there. I got tired of the voices by the third person. <laughs> I was just thinking, don't be offensive. Don't be offensive. <laughs> and you were. You still miss. Sorry, I you were to uh, like the Brit. That's not noise at all, is it? Uh, it's funny. I was, someone sent me a. Um, there's a there's a there's a mini Führer on. Well, no Führer, not Führer, Führer, not Führer. Uh, I didn't mean a small Hitler. <laughs> there's a very small Hitler. It's a good sketch, Brandon. Already. He's not as dangerous. <laughs> it sounds like Chris's little voice. There is a Führer over. Uh, um, uh, I guess a, I don't know. I'm not sportsy, but someone at a mascot at a game said that the uh, like was holding a sign that said that the other team's towels had Ebola in them. Ooh. And people were real mad about it. <laughs> real? You don't mix sports <laughs> with with comedy on a sign. Like that's a, that's it's not going to come through. Never. No matter how you try. On the jumbotron, your joke will not translate. Ever. You made a mistake. <laughs> Hey, maybe you guys should do. That's a fun. Have you guys toured together a lot? Yeah, you've had bit, Yeah. So you you've had the experience where someone's probably booked you for something, let's say at college, and they don't really understand how comedy works, and they're like, okay, so uh, before the assembly, we're just going to have you guys get up and just be funny. Right, right, <laughs> you just go. You know, right before sports practice, we just thought, no, no, you kind of need everyone to focus. Our, uh, <laughs> our best booking of all time was at, at an all-night walkathon. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were literally Northridge. sleeping. Like, people were literally people sleeping. Were, we had to be. Qui- we were told to be quiet. <laughs> we were doing an improv set to a... Uh, Five unhappy people. Five unhappy people in fifty tents. <laughs> Where people were sleeping. Yeah. Also, it was a walkathon. I don't even get what was happening there. It was a yeah, relay sleeping? walk. So, oh, like, okay. somebody had to be walking at all times for a forty-eight hour period or whatever. Just around in a circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the quad. Around the quad. Also, it was like kind of early. It was like ten, right? It wasn't like that. We late. didn't get the money slot. <laughs> we need a suggestion, please. Be quiet. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, now we need a location. We had fun though. We did have. Oh, we, we had a, a great time. Fun. Yeah. What kind of sketches do you? What kind of? What do you do at an improv? We showed up with a bunch of props, and we were going to do a sketch show, <laughs> and then saw what the situation was, brought the props back to the car, and said, "We're doing an improv set." And then we also shotgun beers because we were so embarrassed. Right. Do you remember that? We were yeah. like, "Let's just try to get drunk." So <laughs> and we had a guitar. Okay. Yeah, we guitar? sang uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star." That's in right. Its entirety, <laughs> over and over. <laughs> For 48 hours, we're gonna. It was a video killed the radio starathon. <laughs> where for 48 hours, you have to be continuing video killed the radio star. It's a good cause, so we did it. What? When did you guys? How did you guys form? Uh, well, oh a bunch of us knew each other loosely at Ithaca College, so six of us went to school there, and um, we all moved out and started living in the same house together. Basically, uh, it was a dump on Fredonia in the valley. And um, just common interest stuff, started taking classes at UCB Theater together and things like that. But uh, I don't know at what point we, we had a sketch group formed. The, the was, first time we got a laugh. It was 2007, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. We Tim did our first dates. sketch together. 2007. First <laughs> sketch or first time we got a laugh, because it's probably different That was like dates. 2013. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, us. <laughs> what was your first sketch? Oh. Briefcase switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was a sketch where Tim and I uh, bungle. Uh, we're on train. And we sort of bungle our briefcases, 
and through the uh, in the black box theater, we leave our, <laughs> the train and go to our own homes, and open the briefcase and say, "Oh my God, this this doesn't seem like mine." Oh, it is, and we pull out the same exact items out of both briefcases <laughs> happening <laughs> at the same time. And it did okay. It was very fun. It did well. Little bit, yeah. I think it was inspiring. Yeah, I think it won the award that year. <laughs> yeah, did it win the award? I think so. The briefcase yeah. award? <laughs> mm-hmm. You won the you won a briefie? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very brief sketch. <laughs> <laughs> But is, so is UCB home base, basically? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. When does the new theater open? It's real it's very open. soon. It's open, uh, but not open for business, basically. Yeah, they've, oh, they've, okay. they've kind of shown a few people around, uh, and it was, uh, we couldn't go. We were at Dave's Bachelor Party. Okay, let's, uh, <laughs> mom's the word. Sorry, ladies. off the market. What happened at the Bachelor Party? Uh, oh. We watched SNL. We watched SNL. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was very dorky. A very satirical viewing of oh, SNL. We had two cakes. Oh, two cakes. <laughs> two two different penis cakes. Two cakes. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh... Hanford and I got them. Wait, a... you had a penis cake? And yeah. You... Yeah, we thought that would be funny. <laughs> we, bought him, we bought him an erotic cake. <laughs> an erotic cake? <laughs> an erotic cake. I don't know. I just feel like someone's going to eat me. It's <laughs> weird. Marriage is crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> In little little Ethiopia, it was it was. It oh was yeah, there is a great good. cake shop. Do you know the name of that place? Oh, I know that shop? place you're talking yeah. about because I, I love Ethiopian food, right. so I know that. It's, it, are you it's, sure it's not because there's a boob cake in the window? Well, we know it's you know, know. Yeah, come for the boobs, stay for the Ethiopian food. <laughs> yeah. Come for the boobs, uh, stay for the injera. Is what <laughs> yes. I always say. Exactly. It was a uh, it was exotic cakes, I believe, and it was a very awkward process of trying to tell her. To, by the way, what color the penis should be? What's exotic about dicks? Yeah, it's very true. Those are not every every guy has a dick. That's the, the least exotic thing. <laughs> Is it that, that they're dicks from faraway lands, or I think it was just I think it was all on you. I bet she was as comfortable as could she be. She was. Yeah, I was very nervous. It was, was uh, your classic. Like I was like you know your classic pink. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Already a classic racist statement. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> you know, you know a, normal a normal pink one. Pink. <laughs> a white one. <laughs> the correct one. <laughs> what? <laughs> just describing in detail. I just want a, just a glistening of sweat on the tip. <laughs> and just it looks like a hint of, of open. There was. I, there actually was a subtle vein. Yeah. There was a, there it kind of grossed well, me out. I, I couldn't I, eat I that. I did one. ask about that, too. Yeah. I, well, because I, I asked about veins, and then I said, Is there. Do you. Do you <laughs> I said, you put pubic hair on there or whatever? And she was like... Um, well, that sounds like a trap. If they were like, okay, describe this normal dick. <laughs> well, oh, boy. But do you remember what happened? Because I was like, you put like pubic hair on there? And she's like, yes, no, we'll put... like You just want pubic a lot, Carolee? And I was like, no, just whatever is fine. And then... We got it. it. Was like a very small. It was patch. a yeah. tiny little patch of sprinkles. It was <laughs> like a little yeah. soul sprinkle. patch of pubic hair, just in the middle of the balls, like in the wrong spot. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to post an image. We'll try to post an it image to your Twitter off. account. The, the, to it looked fine. You put candles on a bachelor party cake. Or? You know we you put did it one right, in, right in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, had actual pubic hair. She was like, "Ah, fuck these guys." Yeah, that's what I thought you were going <laughs> with on that. We, we gave her the runaround a lot. Describe your perfect penis. <laughs> <laughs> we kept her there till like nine p.m. It was it was kind of a big mess. Many up. drafts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was it was bad. What was the what was the in what was inside the cake? What type of cake was it? It was chocolate <laughs> and cream. Uh, it was it was a chocolate cake with white. Uh, <laughs> it was a chocolate cake with white cream inside. 
of it, and it was uh, good. It, it was, was a champagne really cake, right? I couldn't, she called I, no, no, it was the, the champagne cake was an. Uh, there was another penis cake that was sold. That was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't that, that always it was in the, the window mocking us with a big sold sign? <laughs> champagne cake is a type of cake, or it actually has champagne? I in it? don't know. Wow, mm-hmm. we were confused by it. I mean, that was a big holdup. I was like, "What do you mean champagne cake?" And then. I was like, it's in the shape of a penis, though? And she was like, yeah, it's champagne cake. I, I got confused. I guess it is just like a type of cake batter yeah. or something like huh. that. So. Is it in the shape of a fucking penis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a goddamn what's in it. I don't need to see how your dicks are made. This is a $200 joke cake. <laughs> That's what it was. And then we brought it in, and they were all completely drunk. And they were yeah. like, <laughs> and just walked no, away. For all that. $200. Joke for <laughs> seconds, yeah. and then you only see the dick for a little while, and then once you cut into it, just right, we're it eating cake that's sliced up. I think you could have just wrapped two uh, hundred dollar bills around your dick, and, then, <laughs> and, and then just gotten the visual gag. That was the backup yeah, plan. Who's to say we didn't do that? As well, <laughs> no one's saying it, and that would have been fine. If that's what you wanted for your for your bachelor party. Would it be weird if a a, a woman jumped out of a dick cake <laughs> Very through large. the urethra? <laughs> would that be strange? <laughs> That'd be pretty great. I, mean, I don't know if I would pay to see that. There would be a lot of mental math happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm conflicted. I don't know how to feel about this. Half a boner? Yeah. It's, a, it's a homophobe's worst nightmare. No, they don't know how to, how to feel as it's unfolding. Oh, uh, shit. Am I hard because of the dick or the girl? <laughs> or the cake? I don't know, man. You were hard for like a second before she came out of there. <laughs> We've evolved, like but in like the early 30s, that's how they determined if you were gay. That was the <laughs> ultimate gay test. It's like, Thank God, you know, we're a smarter society now. But for years, that was the only way you knew. Yeah. Now people are just like, hey, are you gay? <laughs> yeah, you got a problem? No? Okay, okay great. Fine. Move yeah, on. Good, yeah, good. Because I believe everyone should be able to be yeah, however they want. We're on the same page here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be happy. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, what, so was this this past weekend? Um... Oh, I two, don't even remember, two man. Ago. Yeah, two, two ago. weekends ago. Two ago yeah. And guess what? Today is Mike Mitchell's birthday. <laughs> what? So, oh. What are you doing a podcast for on your birthday? Uh, it was his it. birthday wish. Got, got to get the word out. <laughs> <laughs> Just want everyone to know it's my birthday. Uh, when you hear this, it won't be anymore. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here on my birthday. It's nice. I would be at the. We'd be at the office uh, editing stuff, if not. So that's uh, a... Yeah. 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 Are you going to get a bigger penis cake for his birthday? With a, with a lady jumping out of it. Yeah. <laughs> with a cake lady or a real lady? <laughs> oh, that's really... A cake lady is a whole other dimension. <laughs> a cake lady jumping motorized cake It's the erotic Russian doll uh, of cakes. That's such a nightmare. If you, could just, if you could somehow run an electric current through a cake to, <clears throat> to get like, it up there, like yeah. animatronic. Like to animate it hey. and just have a giant cake lady. You know we're going to see that in the future. Cake <laughs> cake humans are going to be around. So well, it'll, if it starts anywhere, it'll be in Japan first. So they're probably already fucking cake ladies in Japan. <laughs> it's the most popular pastime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Would you, I'd fuck a cake for just once. Sure. Hey. Oh, yeah, I We've seen tell pies in film. <laughs> 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 hey guys, guess what I just did? Tweet Instagram. <laughs> Here's my dick in a cake. I don't see any reason why. I guess it also depends on the kind of cake. I think I'd fuck a red velvet cake. Yes. Sure. <laughs> it feels right. like the smoothest one of all, I would, I would guess. Uh, Tiramisu. 
Oh, very nice. Ooh, okay. Nice. Taking an international. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw a movie where a guy had sex with an apple pie. <laughs> oh, with that, that pie fuckers. Yeah, pie fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. I can't believe they didn't censor that title anywhere. It was just all over the place. <laughs> pie fuckers. It was rated at the PG. Mall. Slipped right by. <laughs> PG for pie good. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at R for arm coming in a cake. <laughs> I worked at a movie theater the summer American Pie 2 came out and Perfect. it was so embarrassing to be in there wearing like a popcorn t-shirt and then all these cool kids from high school and stuff were coming in and going to see American Pie 2. Oh. They're like, "You work here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do work." A pretty <laughs> normal yeah. summer job. Well, what's wrong though? with that? Does he work? You're making money. They made fun of me. I mean, also, I think I was just made fun of. So any job, any job. I hate to break yeah. it to you. I think it had nothing to do with your job. I think you were losing. I mean, I want to say I think it's yeah. pretty cool that you get to watch movies for free, but also, fuck you. <laughs> you shouldn't have worn the popcorn shirt to school either. That was yeah. bad. that was a mistake. <laughs> what was the what movie theater was it? It was AMC in Braintree, Massachusetts. Uh, it was the popular movie theater too. I, it was very, very embarrassing for me. I remember like looking down. I saw kids like because I had left a school, this like a uh, private school in, in in Braintree, and I went to a, a public school in Quincy. And so like all these kind of like private school kids came in there, and I hadn't seen any of them in forever. And I was like, had a big giant cartoon popcorn on my shirt. You work like, at the AMC. That's kind, of, that's kind of how it felt, actually. It felt very much... I don't understand. You're, you're white. <laughs> I don't you get it. Ewing the film. It felt very much Caddyshacky. Does, right? does your father own this theater? Am I on a reality show? Come on. I mean... Do you want to come work in my screening room? <laughs> Bring the shirt. It was. It was. It was actually. And you know what? They had a right to make. There. There were a lot of. I worked there with a couple of my buddies, but there were some weird guys there. There was a kid who was like, you know, if like the popcorn falls off the bag and on the counter, like you can eat that. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't think that's a rule. I think that's like something. You're shaking the bag on purpose. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, <laughs> Very cool. There were a lot of weirdos there. But I got to see American Pie 2 for free, and The nice. Princess Diaries was in at the same time. Ooh, wow, what a score. <laughs> did you have to pay for that? Uh, I, I did pay for it. I wanted to pay for it. <laughs> you owed it to them. I like that you said the cool kids had a right to make fun of you guys. Like You're like defending bullying, basically. <laughs> you know, sometimes they just Sorry. have a right to do it. They, they, bullying has to exist a little bit. They had just so. as much right than the kid who could eat the popcorn off the counter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the movie theater rights are much different. It's a different bill of rights than our, uh, than our shared communal bill of rights. I, I agree completely. What are the worst jobs you've had? Anyone? Ooh, telemarketer. You had to be telemarketer? Yeah, in Burbank. And I had to walk to work two miles. And this snow? Back, Plays, yeah. And uh, I would be there, like reading a book and accidentally read a line from the book onto the phone and confuse people because you can't think about telemarketing all day. It's not possible. What was the telemarketing for? Are you hearing a buzz, Katie? Yeah, it's my phone. Oh, oh Mike just emits a buzz periodically. <laughs> Good. Get Stop. away from Good. there. What, what were you telemarketing? Um, have you heard of First National Information Network? Are you asking me or are you telemarketing yeah. me right now? Do you want to telemarket me? Yeah, yeah. let's just okay. do a spiel. Ring, ring. Um, uh, oh. 
Okay, so I, I uh, oh wait, here. Well, Chris, you would answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> you would answer the phone, I guess. Okay. Is how it's no, you would say ring. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello? Uh, hi, uh, would you be interested in information from First National Information? I'm really <laughs> no busy. I'm at work right now. Have a good night. Oh my god, I'm Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ring, ring. Hello? Hi, would you be interested in information from First National Information Network? Why, yes, I'm sitting here alone and quite bored. Please entertain me. Okay, well, we have several different types of information. Would you be interested in investing in the film industry, uh, in oil, this is and, and oh, real estate? I was estate. just telling my friend the other day, by friend I mean cat, I should invest in either film or oil. Uh, can you hold while I get a manager? No, <laughs> I want to stay on. So don't put me on hold. People have been putting me on hold my whole life. This would be way farther than I ever got in a call by, in six months. This is like second base in telemarketer terms. Oh, I'd be the king of the whole office. <laughs> they didn't hang up. It's such a fake company. They invest in film and oil. <laughs> what it was, I found out later, they didn't tell us this, but we were just generating leads. So if you said you were interested... We just sold your name and phone numbers to, oh. to the right oh. out loud. Oh. It's Whoa. the dirtiest thing ever. Ugh. Maybe That's- film and oil was like popcorn oil. For yeah. 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 In the fancy part of town. You get to eat the popcorn that falls on the tray. I'm so. If, 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 what I would really love to do is to vote. Uh, well, first of all, we should make a billion dollars. And then when we do that, mm-hmm. let's, don- let, let, let's, let's put a chunk of that. Into uh, creating a hackers network that will, because I still get telemarketed, mm-hmm. even sure. though I'm on the do not call list. Sure. And it's that super shady where they're like, eh, press one if you'd like to lower your interest rates to offer. And as soon as I hear that voice, I get fucking really mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do and they answer and you go, hey, how'd you get my number? They hang up because they're not supposed to be calling you. Right. But I would so, like, one of the things in this world that would satisfy me more than anything is as soon as they hang up to have their phone ring again and go, I'm sorry, it felt like you hung up on me. And then go, aren't you at 239 Stanton Street? Like, I so want to, I, I want that moment in, in my life. There's got to be a way. Yeah. Wow. The, uh, the the Star 6-9 doesn't work. No. Oh, no, telemarketer, we've tried that. Wasn't that, that's how you got like a pranker? It was, yeah. yeah you, Star 6-9 I think is phased out now. Possibly. Oh, really? I would guess. I don't now know. it's hashtag 6 9 <laughs> It still totally works. Yeah. yeah. I, there's got to be a way. I think you can... I think you have the resources. You can do it. I don't think you need the billion. But I think they're using a... <laughs> you don't need the full billion. It just takes a little gusto, a little a little stick-to-itiveness. Oh, all right. I guess I just want a billion. I kind of want to see what hashtag 6 9 is on Twitter. I wonder what... Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's about calling back pranks. <laughs> I'm sure that's all it is. It's nothing else. I was a garbage man the year before I was worked at that movie theater, which was pretty bad. Uh, was this when you used to see uh, Tom Brady and Yes. Go ahead. Share, share how you felt about your life at that moment. I was standing on the back of a garbage truck with seagulls flying around my head. And so you were like a bird wizard. I was <laughs> like a, a pile. I was like like the trash extended onto the truck. And Tom Brady, would, who was the New England Patriots quarterback, mm-hmm. would be running the beach in Quincy. And he would. I would just see him. And he it was beautiful. <laughs> how many seagulls like, did many he have around his head? Flying around him. No seagulls. Really? Oh, him. wow. And I was standing there on the back of the truck like a monster. And he was just running beautifully. And it was the opposite ends of the spectrum. Did he ever like pick up a can and just like throw a perfect <laughs> in the trash? 
truck. <laughs> 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 Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> he was praying that one time you would catch it clean and be like a rookie of the year moment where they put you on the team, take you off that garbage truck. But instead, it just hit off your head. It never, you... it, it never, ha- it never, nothing ever happened except for. I walked near him and grabbed a barrel of trash and threw it into the trash compartment. Hey, you got good, you got good catching hands there. Do you want to come play for the team and fuck my hot wife? <laughs> that's, yes, that's, sir. that's what part of his offer. Is that what all the rookies get to do? That's what all the... <laughs> I like that he's always out looking for good catching hands. <laughs> you see him out in the world. Oh, that's a good pair. That's yeah, part of being a quarterback. Technically not his job to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, also, he's just that good. I just want to say that this might not be interesting to anyone at all, but I don't know if anyone's ever seen a trash dump before, but it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> there's, it, like, uh, well, the smell is like overwhelming, of course. Oh, and stuff, oh, sure. But it's giant. They're so big. They're it's like beautiful. airport hangers. No, it's not that beautiful. You should see Mitch's face light up right now. There's a twinkle <laughs> in his eye. I had to get like out of the truck to like, because when you dump it, you gotta do some stuff in the back to make it yeah. dump out. I don't remember anymore. It's been a while. But, uh, uh, you get out and there's just like rats running by your feet and stuff, and and they they have tractors just pushing up these piles, and this is just like on a daily basis. It's so much trash. It's so crazy. You probably right? couldn't do that job if you were a germaphobe, right? Oh God, no, definitely not. No, we we luckily you're a germophile. I am germophile. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is the only registered germophile in the world. Okay, what was the most disgusting thing you ever? Oh. oh no! An empty the... can. <laughs> oh. No, no. If it's Two anything more than that, I'm it was up. bone dry. Well, I worked with this guy who was kind of notorious. Like the guy who was on the back of the truck with me was kind of like notoriously clean, notoriously friendly, <sighs> like notoriously dumb. I guess you could say. Like, uh, and he would always go, and I loved him. He was a very nice man, and he like was always telling me to come over and visit him with his cats and stuff. And he was he was a very sweet, sweet man. But uh, he always would go through the trash. Like he would like be looking at stuff, and he picked up. Should I say this or yeah, no? Yeah, you have to. Yep. Man. He picked up like a, a dildo, a two sided dildo. One day, I was like, "Look at this thing!" And like was like waving it around. And I was like. <laughs> Jimmy put it back into the trash, <laughs> and it was the weird thing was is that that it, that the 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 dildo was in a bag with a bunch of pictures, framed pictures of like a family. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are often thrown away at the same yeah. time. It was so weird. It was like a, that's it was a literal a plastic, awkward family photo. Yes, it was a yes. plastic bag with a bunch of framed uh, pictures of like a man and a woman and. Then this this dildo. <laughs> oh, for a second I thought you were saying that the dildo was in each photo. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was in it was it was in the plastic bag with like it a, too. It's a member of their family. Yeah, it was it was really really strange. We picked up the trash in like South. It was in South Boston where we got it. So I don't, hmm. I don't know. Did you return so, it? And then the long journey to return it to its right. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was like it was like Tom Brady. You lost this. It was it was, it was like Castaway. I'll help you find the owner. <laughs> it was very much the end of Castaway where I finally delivered. <laughs> 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 uh, and then you went back to your bedroom and turned the lights on and off. And mind yourself at home. You threw the dildo to Tom Brady in a perfect spot. Right? <laughs> you get my this. job, kid. <laughs> that it would be like a trash castaway where you're just stuck on this island of trash. <laughs> I mean, I, my first day, 
I picked up a bag of trash and I got scraped. <gasps> and the guy was like, "You should be careful. There's needles like in there." No. <laughs> No. So it's, it was it was you bad. Should. It was a bad job. It was yeah. terrible. It was really really bad. But not as bad as the job you chose to share first as your worst job, which uh, was yeah, movie theater. movie theater employee, <laughs> <laughs> air conditioned, <laughs> humiliating, devastating job. Probably. Sure, all those same uh, those same rich kids would be like. Well, I mean, uh, trash is a honorable <laughs> position. <laughs> movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> There's a social side of that one. With the trash one, you know, you smell like a skunk and you go home for the day and who cares? And then with that one, like, it was just socially embarrassing to... to, to that's, you know, so, that's so funny that, in, the, in, the, that in, a, in a young person's brain, and I do understand it, that that would be the worst job. Yeah. Yep. In, front of, in front of your friends. Yeah, you, it, it just felt so much worse. And when, like, the other night, I was like, oh, I'm a t- trash monster, man. I don't care. <laughs> I'm the coolest guy here. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> So no one else had any bad jobs besides uh, telemarketing? No, it's just a lot of doctors and lawyers. And <laughs> speaking, speaking of penises, Jeff's parents oh, God. have a chocolate factory and they make chocolate penises. At oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Not just that, though. They make totally respectable. Well, they make respectable candies, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pussies and babies. Pussies, uh, breasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I didn't like grow up in a chocolate factory, though. This is a new, this is a new thing. My parents wanted to own a yeah. business, and then I found the molds of boobs. <laughs> well, your was, dad's I was, name I was, is Willy Wonka. I was right? rooting around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it goes by Bill now. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Wonka, didn't 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 you didn't the the mold of the boobs were missing for a long time and your parents were wondering where they were? And they found them in your bathroom cabinet. <laughs> they found them under your pillow with a crusty towel. Because you can fill the molds with anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're molds. It doesn't have to be chocolate. Oh be. my god. Jesus. <laughs> Could be plaster of Paris. <laughs> mm, I have a pretty bad job. What? A writer in a seven-man sketch group. Whoa! Oh, How goes? Seven is a big number. For a it's a huge group. number. Yeah. Yes. It really is. Too big. It's a lot. I think Monty Python was 15. That's true. <laughs> I think. It worked out great for them. They were 30. Yeah, yeah. There was 30 of them. <laughs> seven. Uh, so uh, what, what's the ethnic background of everyone in the group? Um, well, you know, Chris is Caucasian. Uh, <laughs> Tim is Greek, Caucasian. Uh, yeah, no, we, we we try to make up for it. Yeah, <laughs> with length of hair and uh, right. we're all different, different shirts. We're not the same exact height. That is one thing. All well, of your dimensions are yeah. varied. Yes, yeah. our dimensions are very varied. How tall are you, Mitch? I'm six two, so we and run. I'm the, we, six one and we, a half. We run the gamut from five ten to six two, <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between. Most of us are male. <laughs> As we established, I have some sort of trash in my blood now. Mitch <laughs> <laughs> is part trash man. Yes. If I got scraped on my first day working uh, as a garbage man, and it was ten years ago, I'd still be like, I'm sure I must have gotten something. Yes. Yeah. My yeah. yeah I, I felt that way for I, very, very long. I <laughs> stepped on a nail at the dump one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no. I worked. I worked for my my uncle doing like contract work, and I wore sneakers to the dump. Which Ooh. you're not supposed to do. No, no. And a no, nail no. went right up into the old heel. I was like, wow. you got home alone? <laughs> the heel? You got home yeah. alone? You got stirred? This was, I think it was on Christmas Day. Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin was trying to defend the dump. Yeah. He would put those, those nails up on Christmas Day and you stepped what on them. What were you them. doing there on Christmas Day? 
looking to get scraped. <laughs> a little last minute shopping. I think they should do a. Uh, it'd be fun if someone did the attack scene in Home Alone, but all, but all the effects that would really happen. Yeah, yeah. If if right. if you real the physics, they, so they, they die on the first gag. One, one one drop dead. And Kevin endearingly burying the bodies in the backyard. He didn't mean for it to go this far. <laughs> I thought you were saying the paint can would miss and then they just beat the kid to death. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> that is the other outcome. <laughs> no, Chris, you forget there was a spider in <laughs> Oh, I forgot about no, the just, spider. They would just beat him against the stairs like an, like an orca with a seal. And then the McAllisters would come home and find this dead kid. Right. Well, and the neighbor would turn out to actually be a creep who puts bodies in a trash can. He has the shovel. Well. Yeah, it's, it would. All, this is a good movie. This is a good movie because if you reverse all the expectations, I'm I'm seeing it. I'm seeing. I mean, it. first of all, getting uh, the thing where his his skull, his scalp gets burned. Right. I mean, that would just like that would just that wouldn't just burned off his hair. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun effects too. Oh man. I also like the version of where. Macaulay Culkin kills those guys, and then the rest of the movie is just him on trial for inviting people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like there would briefs. never be a trial because he was just defending his like he was a little kid. Alone. But you can't invite yeah. people in to be killed, right? Isn't that like isn't that messed up? <laughs> isn't there that some entrapment? sort of or, <laughs> or basically ground, just man. what happens is that he just basically <laughs> develops a bloodlust and for the rest of his life <laughs> <laughs> has to build these increasingly like Dexter style Rube Goldberg sure. kill machines. <laughs> Becomes jigsaw. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the good, the good son. The good son is like a direct link. Yes. Yeah, it goes Home Alone, the good son, Jigsaw. Yeah. I am so in love with Kevin. It all checks out. Kevin <laughs> Got the mask, just game jigsaw. <laughs> and then the reason, yeah, and so, and it totally makes sense too because. He was he was formed because he was attacked by evil people. Yeah. So he basically throughout the That's rest right. of his life he, he tries to get people to repent. Right. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. What is the talk boy if not his first communication device? Oh, you know. Maybe this was planned out. That's crazy. <laughs> Could be. Hello, Could wet be. bandits. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you like water. You can do this. This can happen. Oh, That's incredible. God. This oh, can man. happen. I mean, this is a... If only there was a sketch group to make <laughs> That could somehow... That sounds like it's going to need eight members. <laughs> if you do it, if you do it, I want to be in it, and I want to play the Carrie Elwes character. Okay. Yes. We'll do it. Well, we'd love to, but we just don't have someone who looks exactly like... Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn, damn tough. this. Wait, 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 put your hands up on your face. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Yeah. I mean, he's got the hands. Totally. You can't see it, folks, but I'm doing a dead ringer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a dead ringer. That's kind of amazing. I bet well, you could probably actually get Macaulay Culkin to Yeah, do that's it. true. Mm-hmm. He, has a, he has like a band. A, that pizza, he's, a rock band yeah, about pizza. Rock pizza band, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, if you're listening, you're welcome. We'll do it. Just uh, Macaulay, just call us. 
Um, I'm sure our yeah. number is just <laughs> widely available. On our, <laughs> our phone number. <laughs> yep. That's how it gets made. Mm-hmm. But you would be surprised how many, how many ideas we don't do because we don't have enough people. I mean, how many sketches have we turned down? Yeah, right. Million man monologue. Any women. We have no women. Yeah. No, no, this year we actually, we got a bunch of cool people this year. Um, Because Bob, you know, is doing Better Call Saul. Bob Odenkirk, yeah. Bob Odenkirk, executive executive producer. producer, And Ben Stiller. Um, So uh, what we did is since Bob was in every episode last year, this year we have a bunch of guests. So we had uh, Dana Carvey. We got Jack Black. We got... Casey Elliot. Wilson, Lennon Parham. And they're all, if you guest on our show, you're permanently in the group. Right. <laughs> so we count as, as members. We're almost in Monty Python territory. <laughs> so you're, you're basically, it's like a snowball effect where everyone yeah. that you roll over becomes a part it's of like a, Whether right. they want to or not. Cut a Mars. I wish Dana's in the room. We should be letting him talk a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> he says it wouldn't be prudent. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> the man was nice enough to be on our show. <laughs> hey, I goofed around with him about that. He loves doing that voice. He does. He does. He Dana Garvey is the funniest guy in the world. Yeah. He, he did every bit it, you would ever want him. He's to not do. one of these dudes who's tired of people being like, "Do George W. Bush." Like yeah, he, no. he yeah. was a delight. Do George W. Bush? Not gonna do it. <laughs> That's probably the start <laughs> answer. Hey, it's like a who's on first type of thing. He yeah. refused to do the bit. We yeah. did. We did have that moment where we were like. Like watching him in awe and being like, "What are you doing on our show? You should be like, you should be on every show. He's the funniest guy on well, he earth." He kind of quit He's for so a while, good. right? Because he had a heart problem. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, I think I should probably just be with my family for a while." Right. Not- well, yeah. he needed he needed to find a show that wouldn't make him laugh hard enough or startle enough to upset. His condition. So he found. Oh, luckily, he found the birthday. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but he's a, he's doing more stuff now because his sons that he he like took time off to raise a family, and both of his sons are comedians. Doing now. comedy. They yeah. Both moved mm-hmm. down to L. A. and are. Oh, that's comedy. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's the best. He's, he's he was awesome. the he was the nicest man on earth. Yeah. <laughs> he was so nice to us. It was crazy. Everybody was. Yeah, it was a really fun season. Did you, did you ever hear that story? This is a. Uh, I guess it's an urban legend, or maybe it's a thing that actually happened. I heard it years ago, uh, where. Someone ran up to John Cleese on the street and they're like, "Oh my God, I love you so much!" And Monty Python changed my life. And you know, and then John Cleese just like laid into the guy and he was like, "You silly little man! How dare you talk to me? This was a small moment of my life, and you should get over it and grow up." And it, like just fucking laid into the guy, and the guy was completely shattered. And Cleese turned around to walk away, and then silly walked all the way. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Tim and I were at uh, Cat in the Fiddle once, uh, hanging out. We sure, had some sure. friends over hanging, and uh, we heard an English person screaming behind us. And we're like, who, who is that? It was Johnny Rotten yelling at someone who asked him for his autograph. Which is exactly what you want. Yeah, That's exactly what you want. It was, it was yeah. like, that guy sounds a lot like a sex puzzle. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> I won't sign this thing. He's, uh, he's got he's to be that way, though. Like, there's certain people that you right. you want them to. That's like, right. that's part of the experience. That's part of the, the John Lydon experience, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. We're, we've already started to craft our little signature leave-behinds. Like, Mitch gives people a piece of trash. 
as just a small token. And whatever popcorn spills out of it, they get to eat. They can eat it. That's yeah. absolutely true. I give them some of the penis cake I took from the uh, bachelor. Right. Well, they've all been defined in the last two weeks. So. Right, right. We do the opposite. We approach people we think might be fans and ask them if they're fans. Yeah. They're not. Usually. We usually get berated. <laughs> they walk off. Hey, you, look, you look like a birthday boys fan. Well, whose birthday is it? <laughs> you guys, we... You, Years ago, when I first started Nerdist, yeah. I was like, oh, I really want to do, I really want to make videos and yes. stuff. And uh, you were the first people that I called and said, do you guys want to do something? And you sent me this amazing, <laughs> oh boy, this um, oh. Am- Star Wars, amazing yeah. Star Wars video. Yeah. But I, it just at the time, I had no, I had it, and I got so excited, and I had nowhere to put it. <laughs> I, I didn't have a. I didn't have. I hadn't launched the YouTube channel yet, and I wasn't able to host video yeah. on what was at that time a type pad blog. And so, just walking around uh, with a sketch so in your pocket. <laughs> great sketch. Whatever happened to that sketch? Did you post it anywhere? I, I think it existed in some form at a live show or two. And we got sure. some new Star Wars movies on the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Relevant. Good. it's relevant. It's relevant again. I, can we post it now? Yeah, sure. sure. I'd love it. to post it's it. It's a huge blast from the really past. Good. Also, the, there's yeah, a the, scene. This season, we're we gonna say the same thing. Yeah, but then we, we now, you know, almost a decade later, we made another Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> We've been writing this whole time. <laughs> We're the first sketch group. And I'll say this right now: the first sketch group to do a Star Wars sketch. Never. The very first, very yeah. first. No one uh, else, I don't think, has done anything like I that. I don't before. think so. No. But yeah, that one was kind of a subtle homage. This other one is like an overt, over-the-top parallel universe. Uh, where there is another, there was another Star Wars film. This one was one word: Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. No uh, <laughs> and there's a pocket of people that were a huge fan, and it has it has a lot of the same things that you recognize from the Star Wars universe. Some characters are the same, but they use machine guns instead of <laughs> laser guns, <laughs> and they swear a lot. And they more. say bastard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. But Han Solo's also in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thomas Lennon uh, yeah. is our guest star for that yeah. for that sketch. So. so I would imagine the first the first season of your show is probably uh, all the sketches that <laughs> all of your A list stuff that right. you had years to hone. <laughs> Tap and in. season two is like <sighs> we gotta start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about a guy with a hat? <laughs> Shoot it! I don't care. Wait, it's not a funny hat. Okay. <laughs> That sketch is called the unfunny hat. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you how, how do you take that on? Or do you or was did you have enough old stuff that you were able to not old, but I just mean sure, like tested? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it, you really, I, I think it seems like the the challenge behind sketch is that it's kind of it's a kind of a version of like st- like related to stand up yeah. and that you you sort of form a relationship with your audience in sketch comedy so how do you when you don't have an audience to to bounce off of yeah we lean hard on like big concept premisey stuff i think partially for that reason of like you watch some shows it's all so character first or you know monologue first you know for Chappelle or somebody who has a whole stand up set Thing, yeah. so we'll come in with like big high high concept ideas which was a lot of our you know, eight years of doing live sketch comedy together was just doing the biggest, silliest ideas. So I think this year, working with Bob and just having another season under our belts, it was it was easier to start from a smaller area and, and have fun with character and, and let things breathe. And it's more fun to write new stuff because when you're doing an old sketch that you've done live... There's almost no like fun in the process because you're just like, are we doing this right or is right. This how we, <laughs> we can only how screw you this adapt up. it to TV? So we didn't do too much old stuff this year just because it was 
It made editing radio. way more fun uh, to come into stuff that we'd never seen before. Mm. Um, well, that's the other challenge with editing for sketches that <clears throat> when you're when you're doing a live show, you basically have the whole picture on stage, right? So how do you know when you're shooting it what elements to focus on, what elements to keep? Like some things are, I mean. I see some sketches get ruined, like when they cut to a close up. It's like, oh, that should have just been like in the Living background. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, we worry about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's our lives. <laughs> the last three months is just like the boring <laughs> mathematical part that like no one wants to even know about is the as what we've been doing. Where yeah. it's like his lips should move more in that moment, and it just will drive you ins- insane. <laughs> it's an easy <laughs> thing to nitpick too, because you know everything becomes a little mini movie. Yeah. And everybody's got a passion project, and you you think that that moment matters so much, and then you screen it for somebody that's totally removed, and you're reminded like, oh no, the first six lines were fun too. I just was hung up on this one. There's been so much wrinkle. stuff where you're like, you get so into it, and I'll be like, he needs to put his hand up right there, and then like you're like, what? Like, you step back, you're like, you're arguing over like a movement or something. Or did, did Odenkirk uh, mentor you guys at all in terms just in terms of like here's what Process. we did on Mr. Show? Yeah, that was helpful. Yeah, he was fantastic, I and mean, he was in the the writers' room from day one of the first season, and he was in the writers' room for all of this season. Um, and he comes by the edit bay and, you know, he even directed a bunch of stuff in season one. So I think he's, he's probably one of the best people to convince you to kind of walk away, let things sit, have fun with it. Don't, don't get too hung up on any one thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was, it was, he used a lot of Mr. Show tappings. Yeah, for sure. And because of it, they, they're filming, they decided to film Better Call Saul right in our edit base. So it's, (laughs) oh, just the whole time, just to make it easier for him. If it feels a little claustrophobic in some of the lawyer scenes, it's like they're sitting between. And by lawyer scenes, Saul Goodman's now an editor. Oh, yeah. Have have you, did you, have you gotten a peek of anything, of any Saul stuff? No. 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 He's, he's, just He's the told final us episode, some things, but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> uh, it sounds it sounds really fun. I think it's a lot of hard work. I mean, he's he's uh, away a lot. Yeah, uh, and and they're really growing him. But it sounds like it's uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. We tried to squeeze some information out of him, and we're like, so, and he's just like, it's going to be fun. <laughs> He'll say like, oh, I shot a scene today that was so good, and it was. Yeah, I mean you'll see it. <laughs> that was crazy during like Breaking Bad too. Like it was it was mounting. It was like a cultural phenomenon. There were like three or four episodes left, and then he would be like, "Guys, this next one is so crazy." <laughs> like, I did a scene. <laughs> oh, every that last season, every episode was fucking. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Incredible. What a good. I mean, I I, I don't. Vince Gilligan is so like that writing staff was so brilliant at storytelling. I don't even I'm not even sure what you can really learn from them because it's so it's so high end. Right. They're like yeah. I, I guess You're playing I just a different need, game. You couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, if you tried. yeah. Just yeah, be absolutely. perfect. Just be perfect in every way. And uh, we met the lesson. We met Vince Gilligan at Bob's birthday. And uh, okay. I went up to him and I said, like he was talking to these guys and I was like, "It's nice to meet you, but uh, I'm behind on the show, so I I don't want any spoilers." <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave. Like, I walked away because that's all he does: walk around telling people yeah. how it ends. <laughs> you guys had like a, we were having a conversation about like uh, the show, and I was I couldn't I couldn't hear any of it. It he, was he was explaining uh, the the multiple RVs thing. Oh, um, yeah. Remember, he was right. like they actually didn't get the RV that they wanted. 
and so there was a whole bunch because we were just talking about how you can get hung up on little things and you know nitpick things and he was just explaining how important it was to track down this one guy's weird rv and then they had to get i think like two of them they, or he couldn't get the one he wanted because they, they couldn't too. buy as many right that one. Right, and I had to blow one up or something. Yeah. But he's he's got this crazy. Vince has this crazy uh, comedy knowledge too. Like uh, it was like you know you expect to walk into that conversation and ask him some little question about his show because it's so amazing. But he's so aware of every second of Mr. Show. He had seen mm-hmm. our show and mentioned something. It was like yeah, he was pumping us for spoilers about our yeah, show. You get it. <laughs> but he knows it's nothing funny. about meth. He knows nothing about crazy. meth. Crazy. He was asking like, us questions. Hey guys, when's uh, Mitch going back into the garbage business? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> Amazing. But I guess it really is about just being thorough, maybe? Is that the takeaway? He's got a thorough brain. He like he can follow through on everything. It was it was amazing. Well and and that and that unfortunately can sort of it's it's like what you were saying, it can sort of fuck you up with comedy where you get so into minutia Mm -hmm. and it just starts getting more and more microscopic. I mean I guess it's sort of I guess the analogy is like if you're in a band and you spend so much time like in this verse this lyric is a reference to this thing and you can and the music dips and it's in this it's in this note it's the first letter of the name of a girl and then someone's like no I just like the part that's like nah 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 yeah, yeah and other people just don't that just... part where everybody says hey at the same time really it, we, we did after the first season like we, we I think we kind of learned that lesson of like like oh like this moment has to be perfect but then like more so than anything like if you come out and you're like hi how are you people like laugh <laughs> like, oh, all they want is a funny voice <laughs> people like to be asked how they are <laughs> that's how season two starts hi how are you <laughs> you're just well, gonna do I, this one sketch that's a very deep uh, incisive <laughs> takedown of the way the government view- <laughs> and other guys like <laughs> that's also how we and like in hindsight I think we've done that too before where we're like oh that sketch kind of like is a comment on this thing when it's not at all it's, yeah it's mostly about a dumb voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we had that Kari sketch and it's like that could be like about pollution or something most of our sketches are about like trying to comment on things and failing yeah a little topical back ended topical relevance for you attempted comments yeah. how many episodes did you guys do for the new season there's ten and that was 10 in, in season one, too. Um, so it's crazy because you, you, that is so many sketches. Like, even though it's only 10 episodes, that's like, you know, six or seven like, concepts in each episode. It's like 80 sketches. Yeah. yeah so the, the schedule, the schedule and the, the number of ideas, because we don't do a lot of, um, we do like a runner in each episode, like a through line element, kind of like Mr. Show. Um, <coughs> but we don't have a ton of recurring characters. So you can't do that thing as oh, much as no. <laughs> like ah oh, let's just throw right. uh, let's just throw right. pizza foot in there yeah and you got you got to shoot through pizza foot before you can move yeah. on to something else he just has one foot that's a pizza yeah. <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin writes songs about it oh that's two sketches we've come up with on this season three is half done we have to cast Macaulay Culkin <laughs> well that's the only show. caveat. <laughs> He becomes the Kulk of the show. Uh, I was unhappy with that as soon as the first syllable left my mouth. That was one of those ones I'm like, don't do it. Uh, I already started. It's because of the way my mom taught me how to drive. Like, my mom was a very much like, if you start to go, 
you fucking go. <laughs> like, don't stop because that's how accident. Like, once you go, commit to going. <laughs> and unfortunately, that just carried into comedy. It's like once I open my mouth, I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. Well, I don't understand where your mom's philosophy has a benefit because if you like T-bone a guy in an intersection <laughs> and then you like pile drive that's him on, good mom, I win. No, but I think it was just. Uh, you know, like if you're pulling right. out, don't second guess. Don't don't stop. Like if you're making a left turn, uh-huh. yeah. don't like stop because you see cars coming. Just like you're already in the internet. Just fucking keep going. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that, there, there's, you go. Uh, I was I was on a Harold team with Hanford, and uh, I just remember like they were so much like, hey, if you commit, like if you do something, you just got to commit to it. And I remember one time like doing this, making this big choice, and I was like, no one's laughing, and I was like, you just got to commit to it. <laughs> I did it for like two minutes and just like dead silence from everyone in the theater and I was like oh god what if I like that stuff maybe isn't true all the time maybe you should right, right, right. abandon on no a rule is true all yeah. the time Sometimes by the way the Buddhist podcast is not an official driving uh, <laughs> yeah. school so yes. please don't take my mom's advice and then sue me <laughs> your mom said to go and I hit a kid <laughs> well, I didn't tell you to do that <laughs> please don't do that it uh, is however an official guide to how to do comedy so if you get out an improv scene and you do a bad character choice you stick to you it stick yeah. to you it. stick to you it you do it every week until you are asked to leave <laughs> and you have to take a job at a movie theater you make it your gilly and you don't stop until it is have people been suing the the podcast a lot lately or no 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 no, no, no. yeah what's with the disclaimer no i'm not allowed to talk about it <laughs> no no i but pizza, i is a pizza foot pizza foot <laughs> he just doesn't he feels the term is derogatory I feel like that like sounds like oh it's like a fun thing but if that disease existed it would be like the, one of the grosser things <laughs> but it's actually edible like you could look oh that was, that's amazing now what did you picture for pizza foot I pictured a guy with like just like a New York slice of pizza on his foot not yeah. but I guess for I guess it could just be a whole pizza or it could be a foot that's foot shaped but just like super fucked up yeah, I pictured not, a triangle thin triangle I figured a thin triangle yeah. too I pictured a totally regular guy with one pepperoni for an eye, and everything else <laughs> was normal. That's a different about guy. Him. I know, but that's what I pictured. That's pizza what I was foot? picturing too, though. Well, that's see, then Tim and I, two people can't be wrong. Pizza Foot, he's a pirate. <laughs> I'm Pizza Foot, the pirate. I have a pepperoni for me eye and a pizza for a foot. That might be the bad guy in Veggie Tales. Possibly, <laughs> we've never seen it, so that's a, that's a huge possibility. Yet another lawsuit. <laughs> oh, you guys, you probably want a season three around the corner for all this comedy. Oh, gold. we got the ideas. Going <laughs> what do you so uh i mean it's fun to not have to rely on other people when you want to do comedy mm-hmm. but then when you have a group of people it's like well i can't do my thing unless ever, unless at least some people are, are on board does that ever get frustrating definitely both things are true by the way <laughs> i think we exist because we needed the momentum of of more people early on to you know to make sure that what you're doing is worth doing but then the challenge is just balance Sure, but also I think like if I want to do my thing, and then one guy says it's not good, I no longer want to do my thing. <laughs> I, I'm like, no, nobody here's like, no, I gotta do this my thing. No, bad. you're right. Do you write individually or do you write as a group? Both. Well, a bit of both. Yeah. yeah, we do have a pretty like solid uh, communal taste, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I, I, I think I think if there was like if I, we were to ever give advice as a group, I think it is to find people that you like and work with them. But then also, like, we've, like, uh, I feel like when you see great stand-ups and stuff like that and, and 
Eddie Pepitone, right? Like, uh, used to make fun of us. Like, we would go on and do a bit, all seven of us, because it took seven of us to be on stage. And then Eddie Pepitone would be like, "There was like a bunch of circus cowards." Cl- cowards. Yeah, <laughs> he called us thirty-five cowards. Yeah, <laughs> and then he called himself the Lone Wolf. Yeah, yeah, and it was a great bit. It's true. I can take a picture of it going. I wish I could get on stage with eighteen other people. I wish I could do it. Yeah. That happened like three times in a month for some I, reason. We were always uh, before him, and because we were dorks, we were taping our uh, <laughs> our sketches from the booth, so we have the rants. Uh, <laughs> On mini DV tape somewhere. <laughs> oh, you should get his permission and just put yeah, that we'll in the sell show. Him. We'll sell him Teddy for his next documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Pepitone heckles sketch groups. <laughs> It'll be great. Kids in the hall. How many? What's the hall? <laughs> and they're kids. Um, it's true though. We have the opposite. We have the opposite approach, and sometimes it pays off. The group, the group attitude, uh, big fun stuff. We tend to do. High energy sketches, which is a lot harder to do if you're like one soft spoken guy. Mm-hmm. But you get seven soft spoken guys, brings out the beast with <laughs> Then we're barely not silent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, what is the goal ultimately? Besides, is it like, do you want to do make films or do you want to just keep making the show or tour? Like, as a sketch group, what. what... Yeah. Uh, to continue to exist in some form sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> should but, we talk about sharks? We should talk about sharks. Uh-huh. That's our movie pitch about a. Uh, uh, one shark that washes up on the beach of a very dumb town, and the, the people come to the shark to die. <laughs> like people, people keep getting eaten by the shark because they like walk by it, and it just like eats them as they walk by. And are we, are we not in this movie? It's just starring oh, a shark. Yeah, the shark is the main vehicle. It's, it's a two-hour movie of just that scene, and that is our best movie idea. That is our best movie idea, and then uh, like. Accidents keep happening where water, like a sprinkler breaks and it waters the shark so it stays alive. There's a, we thought a lot about it. <laughs> Two hours, you have to come up with mechanisms. <laughs> we, we, we have toured some, and it's really fun. I mean, like, uh, I, I didn't think of us as uh, filmmakers for a long time, or because or, or, we did so much live comedy together. That was kind of our bread and butter. Um, but it's been really, it's been really fun to collaborate on this and, and have at least the semblance of a budget to uh, pull off ideas that we didn't previously attempt but um but yeah i'll, I'll keep uh, i'll keep working with any of these guys in pairs but not as mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think our real goal is just to make as much money as possible yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm thinking about investing in tim's oil company <laughs> we want to work on that star 69 group. idea you had. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where you where you get to 69 a famous person for charity <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <That's right. laughs> via phone <laughs> Would it be awkward if I chose Bob? You know? No, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, sure, all up. right, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy, 69 sure. me for charity? <laughs> okay. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> he might do it. He might do it. Yeah, I think, I think we're... Uh, yeah, because you, you never know what will happen with the show, and we've, we've liked doing it a lot like that, but uh, like... Uh, Maybe we'll work on, you know, I feel like we're now stuck together forever. I think the question is, do we have to commit to it now? If we have to, we will. If you want us to combine right now and I, make I a... have a team of lawyers and a notary. That's who they are. to do is come in. I need you to sign... All right, exactly. I'm in. Uh, I'm in for the Home Alone movie. The, I'll do it. The, I'm in oh for... God. It's a movie now? Yeah. No, no I'm so... <laughs> yeah. 
It's one of my favorite things ever of Kevin McAllister as Jigsaw is one of my favorite I, things. I think we have to make it then. And I'm making the pact right now. Well, you're now, as you know, we add members. We don't leave yes, this room without you. That's right. So now this eight-member monster will make that This film. is fantastic. We could probably still get Pesci and Daniel Stern. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think. Definitely. I think. Why did Joe Pesci stop doing movies? I don't know, but we, we tried to get Daniel Stern in these. Yeah, movies. we couldn't get you Daniel Stern for our show, but gossip? we can get him for this sketch, yeah. I think, for sure. <laughs> I would think so. I think so. Yeah, he's too. holding up for a Home Alone scheme. Yeah. <laughs> he loves doing Home Alone stuff. Nobody's asked me yet. <laughs> Wait, Kevin is Jigsaw? <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, it makes sense. <laughs> then, I guess the talk boy <laughs> is the first communication device. And then just as an extra added layer to make it as clunky as possible, then he has to narrate it like the Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew at that moment, I would always have to kill forever. <laughs> I'm sure he's in. I also like that your Daniel Stern impressions were like your first British character impressions that you did. That's my impression, baby. Uh, do President Taft. Uh, look out, everybody. Here I come. <laughs> His famous tagline. The lamp just knocked over a lamp. Okay, for those of you who aren't in the room right now, the lamp just fell. Oh, I'm freaking out. Oh, the lamp That was amazing. If you tell, oh, I wish we had that document. I backed into one of these cheap floor lamps that everyone had in college. I, I will say, I've been nervous about laughing. that happening the whole I was time. Going, by the way, this is something that Taft would have done. He yeah. was a very large man. Classic Taft. I love that Jeff's impression. <laughs> Jeff's impression had nothing political. <laughs> nothing to do with you anything. could have said anything presidential, and you say, "What'd you say? Hey guys, hey, here I come." <laughs> He was warning ahead that he was coming. <laughs> I assumed everybody was the United States. <laughs> Before every speech. Did yeah, I, I come to be president? <laughs> Jeff, if you yeah. tell a joke that breaks a lamp, that's like, you get points. For <laughs> that's, that's a lamp breaker. That that's is a total lamp breaker. breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've heard of knee slappers and lamp gut breakers. busters. It's a lamp breaker. <laughs> Well, um, the new season is November... October... October 17th. 17th. Yep, at 11th. It's third. December... <laughs> it's March Brewer... <laughs> you were close enough with November. I mean, you can DVR yeah. it well into November. If you October want. 17th. Yeah. Well, people should watch it when it airs. They should watch it when mm-hmm. it airs. It on airs. IFC. On IFC. Friday nights? Yeah. That's right. Friday uh, nights, 11.30, the... Best time to be in front of the old tube that we're on, right? There. Right. <laughs> That's our catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> right? Good time to be next to the old tube that we're on. Right there. Uh, right after Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, Your friend in ours, Mr. Scott Ackerman. Scott Ackerman. And season one is streaming on Netflix right now. Yeah. And you have to catch up because we get these storylines going. From sketch to sketch. And if mm-hmm. you miss just one little detail... No, but you said before that there aren't any. Huh? Uh, <laughs> no, you, that's the beauty. You can jump in on episode uh, three, four, five. It doesn't matter. Anytime. Excellent. But uh, keep your lamps safe. <laughs> Season two is coming. Lock up the lamps. <laughs> Lock up your lamps, kid. <laughs> the birthday boys are coming back. <laughs> Season two. Excellent. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for being here, you guys. Yeah, hey, thanks for having us. Oh, uh, is it, where are you reachable via social media? Uh, at the birthday boys on Twitter, and uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated. Do you all tweet from the same account, or does one person? We do. We do of? share that yeah, one. Yeah, around. yeah. We split around. We have individual ones, but we it's many. twenty twenty characters each. 
the we each get to take <laughs> oh, what's right the right <laughs> <laughs> You should try a couple of those and just see just see how it plays out. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. The end. That's it. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.